0: Hawkeye self-storage in Danville has electricity hookups, 14-foot-tall doors, and 60-foot drive lanes, private bays, interior and exterior lighting with 24-7 access gated entry. They also feature indoor RV and boat storage with multiple locations in Danville and one in Pittsburgh. More information can be found by calling their phone number at 317-745-2700 or by going to their website, hawkeyestorageunits.com. This is Sights and Sounds with Alan Kiger. Alan is a Hendricks County native that talks with your favorite entertainers. This is where Alan hangs out with music royalty. Sights and Sounds is sponsored by Hawkeye Storage in Danville. And now your host, Alan Kiger.
1: Uh, this is Sights and Sounds. I'm your host, Alan Kiger. And my guest today is Carmela Ramsey. Carmela, how are you?
2: I am good. I am good. A little crazy, running around town a lot today after my 13-year-old who has quite an agenda on her Monday off for President's Day.
1: Uh, was her agenda anything that was mom fun or friendly?
2: No, I wasn't invited.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> She's with her friends,
2: so I'm she the got tech, a, You so. got a
1: real day off then?
2: Yeah, she had a, yeah. I don't take days off. Not with She's- Not with what's going on in this house. There's no days off.
1: Well, you sent me your bio, and it said you grew up in a small town in Appalachia, West Virginia, and began playing the fiddle and playing the alto sax at age nine. From age nine, 19, you moved to Nashville. Um, what were your aspirations when you moved to Nashville? what What did you? What was your goal that you wanted to accomplish when you moved there?
2: Well, I uh, will. If I can backtrack just a little bit, sure. I did move to Kentucky the day after I graduated high school to play with an all-girl bluegrass band. So I did that for two years before I was seventeen. I did that before I moved to Nashville. So my goal, I guess, all through high school was I just wanted to move to Nashville and play music. I didn't really, I didn't want to be a star. I didn't want to. I didn't. I didn't think you know, I was going to be. Dolly Parton or anything, but, you know, I, I just wanted to get out of West Virginia and play music, I guess, and travel mostly.
1: You said you didn't want to, no, go ahead.
2: Well, I just wanted to be in a band, honestly, because I'd been in my parents' band from the age of nine. And that feeling of being in a band was kind of all that I knew. So, you know, when you're not, when you've been in a band and then you're not in a band, you just kind of feel a little lost.
1: Okay. Well, you said you didn't, you didn't think you were going to be Dolly Parton. Did you, did no. you ever think that one of these days you would perform with Dolly Parton?
2: I didn't think I ever would, but I have. So.
1: Right. That's where I was. Yeah. I was going with that.
2: I I got to, and it was, you know, I get a little anxious even thinking about it because, you know, that's Dolly. And she was so lovely. I've actually sung with her twice now. Um but it's just, you know, an indescribable moment. You can't ever imagine as a little kid from, you know, Appalachia, you would get to do something like that. So,
1: Now, who were your musical influences growing up? Oh, my gosh. I had so many.
2: Um, I had a lot of fiddle player influences. Um, you know, I hung out with a lot of old men in the mountains played music and my parents' friends were sort of my friends. But honestly, my um, high school band teacher, who was my saxophone instructor and my voice instructor, um, his name was Rick Allen. And he was, he taught me a lot about blues and jazz and classical music, which I was classically trained on saxophone. When fiddle, I had to teach myself because there were no fiddle teachers. I had about six months of lessons when I was nine. And And my teacher moved away, and that was kind of it. And we didn't have internet, obviously, because I am of a certain age. And so my dad played guitar, my mom sang, and they always had some sort of band going. Um, They played in churches when I was little. So my mom, actually, and dad influenced me a lot with their harmony singing. They sang a lot of duet-style harmonies. And um, I had tons of bluegrass heroes, but, you know, I listened to pop music all day long, on the radio and every weekend the countdown you know top 40 and i loved everyone from the police to madonna to kenny baker to the osborne brothers and um eurythmics i mean i have so many so many influences i can't even count
1: well when you when you got there we've talked about your influences how did you You've made a long journey since then, and I know you've played with Reba. I'll go through a few of the lists that you sent me. Uh, you've played with Rodney Crow, one of my favorites, James Taylor, Carly Simon, Olivia Newton-John, Dolly Parton, Reba McIntyre, John Mellencamp. When did you get the call to be in Jim Ursay's band and be a part of this Jim Ursay collection?
2: Um, I believe it was last May, I want to say. Um, so I had become friends with Mike Wanchick and his wife and was supposed to do some dates with Mellon Camp, but the pandemic kept pushing those things and it never happened. Um, oh, I have a dog coming to visit me. Um, so that never happened, but Jim, I think just decided on on a whim that he wanted a fiddle player for that show. And they did in New York last year. And um, he you know, they couldn't find anybody. They're in New York. Obviously I'm sitting here. And so my friend Laura calls me and says, Hey, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm sitting on the sofa drinking tea. It was 10 in the morning or something. And they said, well, Ursay needs a violinist. And, um, can you come? And I was like, Oh yeah, sure. When? And they said now. <laughs> so I had, I think an hour and a half to get to the airport and, um, um, I wasn't packed. I didn't have gear ready. Nothing. So um, I just, I don't even know how I got ready that fast, but I'm so glad I did. And I was so thrilled to go to New York City because my oldest daughter lives there. And I love an excuse to go visit her. So
1: that's all. That's I what happened. You, it's I crazy. Just...
2: I, I didn't know Jim. I i had been to his uh, show he did here in Nashville, which was, I think, their first Little get together that they did where they had the um, the display of of the collection and um, I'd gone to that but the band wasn't really formed yet and it was just kind of some guys getting together and jamming.
1: Okay, excuse me. I had the opportunity to see you when you performed in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium.
2: Oh, which was was
1: a a big event, a wild night. (laughs) Well, it's huge. I'm trying to explain this to people that haven't went. It's when you go to the one in Vegas, it's free. I don't think people, you know, in today's world of ticket prices, free. And it's not one person you're going to get to see. In Indianapolis, you had John Hyatt. You had John Mellencamp. You had Ann Wilson. You got Kenny Wayne Shepherd on guitar. You've got you playing fiddle. You've got Kenny Aronoff on drums. You've got Jim. I mean, this it's, is a band. It's of a, a, band lot. a band. And it was all free for everybody that showed up. I mean. and it, And it still is. Yeah. How amazing is that in today's world when you can't see anybody? I mean. It's Fifty sixty 60 dollars is a cheap ticket in today's world.
2: I know. Well, I just bought Taylor Swift tickets for my daughter, so I know how much <laughs> tickets cost. I'll be paying those off for a while. Um, I know. It's his generosity is just astounding. But how much favorite... he loves to do nice things for people is just it's just not what you see in most people in today's yeah. world.
1: What he did for the city to me was spectacular.
2: And people uh, really people,
1: appreciated it. And I don't know if it's that way at every show, but yeah. we all got a ten dollar coupon you could spend on, you know, drinks I know. Or food. I heard or, about you know, that. Course, so many people there got free parking. Uh Buddy Guy was up there playing. But one of the parts that I remember, especially since I'm interviewing you, was when Melinch kind of gets the guitar player out of the way, like, Hey, get over here, come up here, stand <laughs> next to me, play your fiddle on
2: on yeah, Pink Houses.
1: Was, How cool that was that a little
2: it was a little funny. <laughs> I wasn't really expecting it. And everybody's like, did he just pull you across the stage? And I said, I guess. I don't really remember. It all happened so fast. And I was just really worried about playing the solo because <laughs> I would never even met him at that point.
1: You're going to be performing with the Jim Irsay Band in Las Vegas, March 4th, 6 p.m. at the downtown Vegas event center. Now, this group of special Guests that are coming in are different. I think the way I understand it, the majority of you tour around when you do it, and then there are special guests that come in at each show, and they're not always the same people. This one, I think Ben Skill's coming. You've got, yeah.
2: I'm really uh, excited Gibbons about that. For
1: ZZ Top. You've got, I mean, the last one that you did in San Francisco, I, I read your Facebook thing, and you were most impressed, I think, by playing next to John Fogarty. And I think everybody in in music, I mean, that's my my mom's in her 80s. She loves him. You know, my son's in his 20s and he loves John Fogarty. So I can imagine what a thrill that is.
2: Yeah, I kind of lost my mind (laughs) (laughs) singing with him. When you get to sing Proud Mary with him, that was a moment. And, you know, I've had a lot of great moments in my life, and that was one of them.
1: Tell the people what they're going to see during that time of the show that maybe, you know, I've, I've experienced it, but what are the people that have not experienced it? What are they going to witness during that show?
2: During our show, they're, they're going to see a very diverse group of performers. Um, You know, these legendary performers that I am lucky enough to get to stand on stage with. It's just um, something you don't really get to witness at a show when you get to go from, you know, Vince Gill to, um, Ann Wilson and buddy guy and whoever we have on any particular show. And it does change, um, every show. And sometimes we don't know until a week before, if we're going to have a certain person, but you will not be bored. You will. You want to hear a country song. You'll hear one. Um, you have Kenny Wayne Shepherd, you know, singing the blues. And and then Tom Bukovec, who's a master session player here, as you know. Um, and just the diversity of our band is, is really fun. And then we have strings. Um, and then we do Pink Floyd songs. I mean, and then, you know, you have Mike Mills from R.E.M., who's also a legendary, you know, rock and roll star. I mean, you just... It's it's a lot of eye and ear candy, honestly. You just You've, can't imagine that you can go to a show unless it's sort of like an award show and see that many people from that many different areas in music, that many different it, genres.
1: Yeah, quite a few genres. I mean, Buddy Guy was up here in Indianapolis, and I can't remember if it was said he was 84, 86 years old. Pretty comical. Kind of, you could tell he had a little bit of a naughty sense of humor, which played out oh, he's very, so bad. very well. I was trying to be very polite there, but... Uh, um It was
2: so sweet. And that was so one of the happy.
1: best shows I've, I've attended. I go, I go to quite a few and I was, I was very impressed in, in this one in Vegas coming up. Um, Do you guys know how, how much further ahead of time? I mean, I'm sure there's going to be another one after Las Vegas. Do You guys get a heads up. Hey, you've got two months and we're going to be at such and such.
2: They kind of, um, they're really so nice and great about working around all of our schedules. That's, you know, Mike's out with Mellencamp, and I'm gonna I'm getting ready to go out with Reba. So they kind and Kenny Wayne's got a busy schedule, and everybody does honestly in the band. Um, so they're really good about asking. Okay, do you guys have this date? They'll give us the, a few dates. G- you available this day, this day, and somehow I don't know how many people are in our band, like twelve or ten Neither. or. A lot. And then we have the girl singers, you know, they have their own careers. Um it's amazing how we all just kind of find a date and and that's what we decide on. And um I did actually miss a Reba show for the last Earth show because Reba had gotten sick and missed some shows, missed a weekend. So they made them up. And I said, I'm so sorry, but I booked an earth Day show and I can't cancel. So they were really cool about it. And um got somebody to fill in for me. But um, yeah, it's amazing how it just all comes together. Kind of magical.
1: Now you, you made that comment that you were, you know, singing on stage with uh, Proud Mary. Is there an artist that I know you love them all. We all do. Is there an artist that you haven't performed with, made a record with, been on stage with that is somebody that, that you would like to one of these days?
2: There's a million, but yeah, there's, there are a few. um, And it's going to be weird for me to say this as a bluegrass fiddle player. Um, But, you know, I, I like so many kinds of music. I would love to sing with Sting one day or Annie Lennox, honestly.
1: That's great. Those
2: are two of my absolute favorites. And I feel like I've really gotten to do so much and, sing with about everyone I want to, but except for those two guys. And, you know, I mean, we can throw Paul McCartney in there too, if
1: you want. <laughs> but um, Sure. So throw, yeah, Who knows that Paul won't get the invite one of these days and show up and do it.
2: I wish he would. I think Jim might know him. So, yeah, Paul, if you're listening, come and do a show with us.
1: That would be pretty impressive. If you could go back in time. Um, would there be any of the late great whether you know a Frank Sinatra and Elvis, you know anybody you know being Crosby, I'm just kind of since you like all kinds of music jumping back and forth, country uh bluegrassers or is there somebody it, backwards that if we could bring them back and um, kind of like when Hank Williams Jr. did the tear in my beer with his dad, you know that was that yeah. was cutting edge at the time.
2: That was amazing. I would like to actually bring Prince back and do something with him. Oh, wow. In fact, when I did the Meredith Vieira show for a couple of years, um, I got to know Questlove a little bit because we recorded across the hallway from the Fallon show. We were in, what is it, 6A studio at uh, 30 Rock. I've got dogs, (laughs) excuse (laughs) me. my dog somehow opened the door and they're in here just very curious about what's going on. Um, I was like, oh, Questlove knows Prince. Maybe I can finally get an audition and be in Prince's band because I know he loved girl musicians. He had uh, Candy Dolfer playing sax with him when I saw him. And I thought, well, I could do that. And then I would play, you know, whatever else he wanted me to play. Um, and then he died and it was so upsetting for so many reasons. But I thought, oh, man. I'll never get the chance to work with him now. I would have loved to have been in his band, even for a few minutes. I I heard, you know, that he, he didn't last long in his band. Um, but I would have done it for a week and been happy, <laughs> you know, as a sideman.
1: Yeah, I, I understand. That would be the, the
2: ultimate th- side gig, yeah, for me.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to ask you uh, just four questions. They're real simple, nothing hard, but just kind of like what the first thing that pops into your head. When you're on the road, whether it's with Reba's band or in the past or Jim or say, when you're in a town and you get a few hours of free time, what do you like to do?
2: Oh, man, sleep. (laughs) Because I don't get a lot of sleep on the bus.
1: Sleep.
2: Eat eat something good. Eat something really nice. Go find a really nice restaurant. But um, I don't really have a lot of time to explore when I'm out.
1: With that said, what's your favorite food? That was one of my questions. What's your favorite food to eat when you're on the road?
2: Oh man. I like everything, but I really love seafood, like if I'm in New England. I I love to, you know, have a lobster roll or something like that. Okay. I I like to um I just like nice food, whether it's French or Italian. I just like really nice gourmet food. And I like to cook too. So I'm a little bit of a food snob.
1: I'm a little, I um, I like to eat, but I'm not very good at cooking.
2: I made cioppino last night and some homemade French bread yesterday. So it was a good food day yesterday at my house.
1: Okay. Name a place you would like to go that you have not been.
2: I like to go to France. I have not been to France. And Italy. I speak a little Italian. I just like to do... I did Spain um, on a tour and England and Ireland, but I have not been to France or Italy or Greece. I'd love to go okay. to, to any and all of those three.
1: All right. Um, I was going to ask you your favorite charity, but you sent me a, a thing last night. This was before I had your your bio written up. And you are into rescuing animals and human rights advocacy. Tell the listeners a little more about that.
2: Well, um, my animal rescue is, is, has turned into, um, a passion slash obsession. <laughs> um, and of course I'm into human rights because, you know, I'm a human. I have three daughters. Women's rights are very important to me. Um, as a mom of three girls and um, my animal advocacy is very strong. I have 10 rescue animals right now. Um, I don't even know how that happened when I think about it, but I blame my children. They, oh mom, look at this kitten. Isn't it so cute? Yes, it is. Oh, let's foster it. Yes. Guess what? It never leaves. Um, Yes. I'm very, very, Um, passionate about animal rescue and I do give money to the Nashville Humane Association and I've gotten two of my favorite animals in the world from them. Three, actually, I lost actually four. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So two are, two are not with me. So I wasn't thinking of them, but um, they're long gone, but yeah, my two Chihuahuas are from the Humane Association and um, that is just, I think it's really important that we see animals as more than just property um, and mm-hmm. as living, breathing beings that we need to care for.
1: Who comes and cheers you and, up and puts their head on your shoulder or on your leg when you've had a bad day as your dog. Like they know they've been sent there to do this, that my job. My dogs
2: are the absolute best. And, you know, I'm an adopt, don't shop person. I've never, I did buy a dog when I was 19 from a pet shop, but I, I feel like that was kind of a rescue too, because, you know, he's in a little yeah. cubicle, but I have four purebred dogs and they're all rescues. So I have an Australian shepherd, a border collie and two chihuahuas, and they're all rescues. They're all dogs nobody wanted. So, um, you can get a purebred dog and not go buy from a breeder. So I, I that's love kind that. of my, my stance on that. And then two okay. of my, ba- I have four cats, two are feral Cats that my daughter found when they were three weeks old. We bottle fed them. I have another cat that was adopted from a pet store, and then another cat that she's older. She was my neighbor's cat, and she decided she wanted to live here instead. So, you know, they just all show up, they don't stop.
1: There might be more then.
2: Well, I would like to one day get a bigger place, bigger piece of land, and have more, and maybe go for some wildlife rescue too.
1: Okay, very cool. The last question, um, I don't know how you listen to your music, whether it's on a CD or on a record or a download, but the last time you were driving in your car and you either plugged in your phone or you turned on a CD or you were at home and you put a record on, who was the last person you listened to?
0: Oh,
2: this is awful. Um, Well, my 13-year-old kind of decides the music, um, so we've been hearing a lot of Taylor Swift in the car. That's (laughs) nothing wrong with taylor but that's not who i would choose but honestly when i'm driving i just i kind of like to listen to um there's a show we listen to every morning woody and jim in the morning um and it's current pop music but the guys are so hilarious i like to listen to anything in the car um sometimes i'll turn it on my you know a jazz shuffle on spotify or um I listen to Dua Lipa. She makes me drive too fast, though. So um, anything my kid likes, honestly, right now, she I and I really like knowing what's popular. And I get to do that through having kids. Yeah. But honestly, my my 20 I have two 20 year old, well, 25 year old and a 27 year old. And they both turn me on to a lot of music that I would not ever hear um, otherwise. So
1: my son's 27 and he does the same thing for me. Yeah,
2: I get to hear a lot of alternative things I would never even be exposed to normally
1: okay well i want to touch back one more time again you're with the jim mercy band you're going to be appearing in las vegas march fourth, 6 o'clock live at the event center which is downtown tickets are free free listeners they're free come see ann wilson vince gill billy gibbons Carmela Ramsey, Kenny Aaron <laughs> Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Yeah, um, this is all free. I I want to say to the listeners, they just need to get out there. And if you're in the area, or if they want to make a trip to Vegas, this is the time to make the the trip to Vegas. And I want to say a special thanks to you for being my guest. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy. You, oh no, I'm got that's a lot. Great. Going, Thank you. A lot going on. And just thanks for taking the time and being my guest here on uh, thanks. Sights and thanks Sounds. Thanks for
2: having me. Thank you so much. It's nice to meet you.
1: Nice to meet you. Where can listeners that are listening in, where can they go to follow you to find out what you're doing and, and what you have going on musically?
2: Well, I'm going to be on the road with Reba starting as soon as I get back from Vegas. Um, I think our first show is in Florida, March 8th. So we're going to do uh, shows throughout the until the middle of April. And then we're done. Our last show is April 15th at Madison Square Garden. And then I'll be hopefully finishing my own album that I've been working on for a very long time. Um, after that, I'll have some time um, to concentrate on that and have to record one more track. I have nine so far. So you can go to my Instagram and I usually post on there where I am or where I'm going to be. Or you can go to Riva's website, uh, and see where she's going to be because if she's there i'll be there
0: okay
1: all right well thanks again for being my guest i greatly appreciate
0: it
2: thanks so much for having me
0: you've been listening to sights and sounds with alan kiger sponsored by hawkeye storage in danville and don't forget if you miss a broadcast you can hear the podcast at sights and sounds where alan hangs out with music royalty Hawkeye Self Storage in Danville has electricity hookups, 14-foot-tall doors, and 60-foot drive lanes, private bays, interior and exterior lighting with 24-7 access gated entry. They also feature indoor RV and boat storage with multiple locations in Danville and one in Pittsburgh. More information can be found by calling their phone number at 317-745-2700 or by going to their website, hawkeyestorageunits.com.